turn to your neighbor and say, get ready. Turn to your other neighbor there and say, get ready. I, I looked at my wife. I said, are you ready for this? Uh, two o'clock this morning. How many of you were up at two with me? Yeah. Yeah. You, you have prom. Yeah. It was like, yeah, I was like, you know, I was like, you're so awesome. I was like, man, they had prom. They were there for most of the night. And, and then you came this morning. Let's give the Lord some praise for your faithfulness. I appreciate that. You guys have no idea how faithful everybody is to, to, to be able to be part of that. Well, okay. Let me, again, Tatum and I were up at two. I was not up at the prom at two. You were up. Some others were up at two. I was up just seeking the Lord, and uh, I, t- I told Shelly, and I was listening to the rain, and I was watching it come down. Let's give the Lord some praise for that rain. I mean, come on. Two Wednesdays ago, um, on Wednesday nights, I'm with the kids, and I, I want to invite you if, you, if you can come on Wednesday night, be part of our small group. If you have children, bring them back with me. I am loving it. We have 18 to 20 or so back there. And the kids got together and we prayed for rain. So this Wednesday night, next Wednesday night, that's going to be, they're going to be able to say, look at what God did. We, we needed that rain. We definitely needed the rain. And I'm very thankful for that. It came and came and came and I heard it kept, I heard it coming and I heard it coming some more. And I like, this is not just a, a gentle rain. This is a, a definitely heavy rain. Does anybody have any idea how much we got? Any, any of you guys know? Three, 2.66, four inches you got down there. Wow, that's, that's, that's really, really great. Anyways, if you got your Bibles, turn with me to Genesis 14. Um, we are going to talk today about God's way or God, God's ways. And it's amazing the theme that's come in is like God's breaking out of the box. He's knocking down the picket fence. Um, God has certain ways of doing some things. And how many of you know... Our ways, God has different ways than we have ways. Uh, There's a scripture that says our thoughts are not his thoughts. Our ways are not his ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. But how many of you know God's got a way? God's got a way. So I began to start thinking about last year and some of the issues of last year. And how many of you know, if we just look at the headlines, if you just think about the news, you see terrorist attacks, you see Christians being beheaded, you see, you know, the the attacks in Paris. There were churches that, that there was people coming in and shooting people inside the churches. We saw where police officers were killing people and other killing people People were killing police officers and just drive-by violent crimes. And recently there was one athlete that was that was shot, you know, just by a drive-by shooting. There was plane crashes and train crashes. There's been earthquakes and tsunamis and all sorts of different things that are taking place. How many of you know that there's been mass shootings out in San Bernardino and, and sometimes what happens is there's tries to be fear that comes upon us because we're, can get to that place where you're afraid to go to the grocery store or you're afraid to go to church or you're afraid to go somewhere or be out in public because there may be some catastrophic thing that begins to happen. How many of you know you can look at our headlines and you can see cover-ups? You can see leaders lying about certain things and you begin to think, oh my gosh, what's the truth and where is that truth 
at. And you can go to movies and all of a sudden you get sucked into what is reality and what is fantasy. There's a lot of movies that are coming out. I love the movies that are true life movies that are coming out. And it's like sometimes people go and they watch a movie and it's just it's a way that they can get away from reality and they can step into fantasy. How many of you know there's a lot of times that some people, they, they live in that fantasy because they can't deal with the reality. Because sometimes the pain can be so deep or it can be so difficult or they're not sure how to do it and they're not le- allowing God to have a way through it. And therefore they withdraw and they become into this fantasy and they have a life where they live within this fantasy and, and all of a sudden God's saying, I want to begin to bring some reality. So we want to talk about God's ways. I want to talk about some things and give you some examples because God has a way in the midst of what you're going through. God has a way for this nation. He has a way for nations of the world. God has a way for the situation that you're dealing with. He has a way to deal with the situations at home. He has a way to deal with the situations at work or not work. If you've lost your job, you're going to get a job. Come on, somebody. That 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 The Lord is the Lord over everything. Can I get an amen? So I want to talk a little bit about, first of all, I want to give you a, a few examples. And let's take a look at Abraham because uh, we could go into this and there's a lot in that. But in Genesis 14, we come to a place where Abraham had a nephew and his nephew was Lot. God had told Abraham, said, well, I want you to go to a place. I'm going to show you. And he's like, okay, I'm going to go. So obviously Abraham, Abraham did not have any children at this time. And there was a promise that God had (laughs) that he gave to Abraham. But he didn't have any children this time. So how many of you know Lot was good? So Lot said, I'm going to go with Uncle Abe. We're going to go wherever he's going to go. And he went with him. And and Uncle Abe prospered and Lot prospered. And how many of you know there's sometimes there can become a division. There can become a separation. And Abraham got to a place and his herds and cattle were so big. And Lot got to a place where his herds and cattle were so big that they looked over. And, and Abraham, how many of you may not ever think about doing this, but he looked at Lot and he was like, hey, look, it's going to be better if we split up. Where do you want to go? And he gave Lot the choice to look over all the land. And guess what Lot did? He chose the choicest. And Abraham was like, okay, you take and you go that way. I'm going this way. So how many of you know there must have been a difficult time, even with the relationship, there was a strain on the relationship. Would you agree to that? But he never said, oh, come on, Lot, you're being so selfish. You're taking that and doing it yourself. You're taking the best land. He didn't. Abraham trusted God. Come on. Abraham believed God. So he, he said, okay, Lot, you, you, you go and, 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 and you're going to be over there and we're going to be over there, over here, and God's going to provide. We come to Genesis 14, and I want to share with you God's ways because God's got a way, and we're going to point this out. In verse 14, Genesis 14, 14, 14, 14. When Abram heard that his relative had been taken captive, he let out his trained men born in his house, 318, and he went in pursuit as far as Dan. Now, sometimes we can read that, and we were like, man, uh, Abraham was a fertile fellow. He had uh, 318 sons, and they were actually people within their household. How many of you know they were not biological sons of him? Come on. Because when you read the scriptures, you know he had, didn't have all those sons yet. Are you with me? 
So all of a sudden we begin to look at it and we begin to start understanding that we says, look, Abraham has come to a place where he heard about Lot, a situation where he didn't know what to do, but obviously he'd heard from the Lord and believed God had a way. So Abraham, Lot's captive. Lot has been taken captive and he's been taken captive by four kings. So Abraham has to look on it and he's going, I'm going to have to go against four kings. How many, some of us would have just said, ah, oh, Lot tried to take the choices land anyway. Pfft, Lot can be on his own. Forget Lot. You know what I mean? He's a little greedy, little sucker anyhow. Oh, come on, somebody. Oh, is it only, oh, you'd never hear anybody say that, huh? You know, it's like you could have just said, look, let him just go on his own. Just let him go on his own. But how many of you know that wasn't Abraham's heart? The first thing that rose up was he said, wait a minute. That is wrong that they should have Lot and I'm going to get him back. Not only how was he got him back, but he went in and he said, look, I got 318 and I have guys that are trained. I have guys that are warriors. These were, these were farmers and herdsmen and these were guys that, that were strong and they knew how to use weapons and, and he said, you know what? I'm going to send them to get him. Now you're talking about 318 and we're thinking that's a whole bunch, Abram. That's a whole bunch that you're sending over there. Not compared to the armies of four kings. So sometimes you may be in a situation that it may look almost impossible. But God will take those things that look almost impossible and make them possible. Here's a situation with Lot has been captured by four kings and their armies. And Abraham says, I'm going to take my guys and I'm going to go back and I'm going to get my son. Verse 16, see if we can put up verse 16 here. In verse 16, he talks about God's ways. He brought back all the goods and also brought back his relative Lot. And he also brought back his possessions. And he also brought back the women. Come on, women. Can I get an amen? He also brought back the people. Come on, people. Can I get an amen? It's like, wait a minute. Not only did he go and save Lot, but he all the things that were encompassed to Lot, all the things that were under Lot's dominion and authority, he said, I'm going to get that back. And I'm here to tell you that I'm preaching this from out of my heart and out of my heart flows rivers of living water that God has got a way in the midst of a difficult time that you may going through. God has got a way. Come on, tell the person next to you God's got a way. So Abram had uh, a battle with four kings. Right after this, if you if you read through it, he comes to Mechizedek and he ties to Mechizedek. And he's talking about the victory. And Melchizedek, who's the priest, who is a representative, a type and a shadow of Jesus Christ, the high priest, Melchizedek gives the victory to the Lord. The Lord. I want you to learn something here because you are going to come out and you're going to begin to walk in victory. And the victory isn't for you to take the credit of. The victory is for you to give it to the Lord. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, that's a word for you. That is a word for you. The victory belongs to the Lord. See, what you have to understand is Abraham, he, he didn't fight with selfish motives. He didn't say, well, I'll, I'll get Lot's ba Lot back and his wi the wives back and the people back and all the things back and I'll do this and I think I'll just take the land that, that was, that was given to Lot. I'll just begin to start, you know, feeding my cattle and sheep and herds and camels and goats and everything else and pigs. I gotta get them in there. Y'all would be going, no, no, they probably didn't have many pigs in that. Never mind. I'm not even gonna go there. 
But here's what I want you to understand. He didn't have a selfish motive. So one of the things you've got to remember is that your motive can't be a be about selfishness. It can't be a selfish motive. He didn't fight for selfish gain. He didn't say, I'm going to use me, use my resources, use my men, and it's all going to be about me. It has to be about somebody else. And the Bible says that Lot was saved. Let's give the Lord some praise for Abraham. Amen? So God's got a way. God has got a way. There's another one that I want to share with you real quick is Jacob. And I, I've been looking through Jacob, and you can get into Genesis, and you can see verse 32. Let's, let's go to Genesis 32, and let's look at verses 9 through 12. I'm going to take a deep breath and grab a, a little bit of water. Is anybody, if you get a chance, read about Jacob and Esau. Jacob, his name is Deceiver. He was a very deceiver from the very beginning. You can go through the history of when he and Esau were born and how Jacob was a deceiver and then how he stole his blessing and, and uh, you know, the blessing and he used the lentils and the food to be able to do that. And there's just always been a conflict between Jacob and Esau. There's been a conflict that has been there from the very beginning and how Many of us have ever been involved in a conflict that may have been there from the very beginning, and we wonder whether it can ever be solved. Can it ever be resolved? Can it ever change, and can it ever be good? Well, Jacob had that with Esau. I want to talk a little bit about broken relationships. And, and in Genesis chapter 32, if I get there, it would be good. I want, to read, I want to read verse 9. Start at verse 9. Jacob said, O God, my father Abraham, and God of my father Isaac, O Lord, who said to me, Return to your country and to your relatives, and will and you will prosper you. I am unworthy of all the loving kindness that you have given all of us and your faithfulness which you have shown to your servant. For with my staff only I crossed the Jordan, and now I have become two companies. Deliver me, I pray, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him that he will come back and attack me and the mothers with children. Verse 12, he says, For you said, I will surely prosper you and make your descendants as the sand of the sea, which is too great to be numbered. You can see Jacob beginning to pray. He had heard that Esau was coming, and Jacob began to pray, and he started devising a plan. And the plan was to put different companies in front. So when Esau was coming towards and beginning to um, come into the territory where Jacob was, how many of you know when you when you travel through in the Old Testament, when you travel through, or the word they use is sojourned, when you sojourned through somebody's area, you would have that that owned that area, and you would try to get permission to be able to come through there. So they were beginning to meet, and, and Jacob had put up different companies at different places because he thought, if I put these here and Esau comes to them, and if he's against me, he'll wipe them out, and I'll have another company that can go in the other direction and not lose everything that I've got. God had greatly prospered Jacob, but God had also prospered Esau. So they had been separated for many, many years, and Jacob was afraid. 
So every statement in his prayer indicates that Jacob had a profound knowledge of God's ways. He had a profound knowledge, not only of God's ways, but of God's character. Because as you look at this, he was reminding him of the things that he said. And he knew that he was afraid. A lot of times we we think, well, we just, we have to pray in faith. And you have to pray in faith. But what happens if you don't have a whole lot of faith? Does it disqualify you from being able to pray at all? Jacob had fear. He knew God's qualities. He knew God's character. He knew God's ways. But yet he, the Bible says he was in fear. He says, for I fear him. He's going to come and get revenge. He's going to come and take back all these things. He's going to come and do that. So as Jacob began to look at and pray he was, he, he, it kind of reminded me of a New Testament scripture. Do you remember when, when the guy came to Jesus, there was a father that had a demonized child and he said, um, gosh, it was in Mark 9, 24 and, 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 and he, and, and he cried out and he wanted his child healed, healed. And he said, Lord, I believe help my belief or help my unbelief. He's like, Lord, I believe help my unbelief. I've prayed that way. I prayed in faith and then not even really understanding whether I believed what I was praying. Oh, come on, somebody. They're like, Pastor, you're a preacher. You're not supposed to say that. Well, we're all the same. But you know what? We have faith as little as a mustard seed. And we can take that faith, even as little as it is. And I could see a principle with Jacob taking that. And he's like, I'm afraid of Esau. I'm afraid of what he's going to do. And we can look and we can begin to see what happened in his prayer. Do you know his prayer was a weak prayer? I'm here to tell you, don't stop praying weak prayers. Don't stop praying weak prayers. Well, if I don't pray it in faith and I don't get it in faith, we need to do that and we need to stand in faith. And you're at different levels of faith. We go from faith to faith to faith to faith, to faith. Come on, somebody. We go from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. Are you with me? Come on. So we, so, so, see, God makes his word available for everybody. He makes his spirit available for everybody. And you just have to take the, what you have and begin to operate in it. So Jacob, he, he comes in and he's, he's like, you know what? He begins to start giving gifts. He's like, here's all these animals. And, and, and when Esau comes, you tell him, oh, by the way, this is our Lord is giving to you and he's on his way. And shortly you will meet up with him. So he's trying to give him gifts, different sets of gifts in order to be able to ease the thing. But what you didn't realize is that what Jacob didn't know is that God was going to deliver him out of that even without gifts, even without gifts. And we can continue to read through and we can begin to see what God was beginning to do and how he was beginning to, to move on Esau. And obviously he'd, he'd tenderized Esau's heart even from a long time ago, but Jacob didn't even know that. But how many of you know God has got away? Somebody say God's got away. 
God's got a way. He's got ways, and his ways are different. His ways are different. It might be different for Crystal than it is for Annette, and it might be different for Shorty than it is for me. And he's got a different way for Tom, and he's got a different way for 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 Debbie, and he's got a different way for Lloyd. He's got a different way for Jerry. And there's some different things, and God's doing things different. When you begin to look at Jesus in the New Testament, and you see he healed differently. He healed different times at different ways of different things. And God has got a way of whatever situation that you're up against, that you're dealing with. God has got a way like he did for Abraham, like he did for Lot, like he did for you. I'm here to tell you that God has got a way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Am I in the right church? Come on, tell somebody God's got a way. Tell three people God's got a way. Come on, tell them. They need to know it. They need to hear it from you today. They need to know that he's got a way in the wilderness. He's got a way. So guess what happened? Somebody say good news. Jacob didn't meet Esau right away the very night he wrestled. He wrestled. He wrestled, and some said it was Jesus that he was wrestling with, and some talk about an angel, and some said it was the Father, but he wrestled. He wrestled with a supernatural being. He wrestled with all of his might. He wrestled with some things, and that very wrestling match, you know what came out of the middle of that wrestling match? All we remember is that he got touched his hip, and he began to walk with a limp. Oh, come on. But guess what God did? He changed his name. Are you ready for a name change? How many of you know your Aunt Martha might like your name because you were a little bonehead when you were a little kid and now you're 55 years old and Aunt Martha's still talking about how you were a bonehead? Sometimes you got to say, Aunt Martha, give me a break. That was 45 years ago. Can you forgive me of that? Come on, somebody. And it was like, wait a minute, you don't have to understand. There was a name change. It went from Jacob to Israel. There was a name change. There was a name change. There was a name change. So in the morning, there's a name that has been changed. And all of a sudden, Esau is not meeting Jacob. Oh, come on, somebody. There was a name that began to change. Well, guess what? Jacob met Esau. And his relationship was restored. All the fear, all the things. And it wasn't, it had nothing to do with the gifts. In fact, they even, you read about it, they were even arguing about it. No, you take this. No, no, you take this. No, I got this for you. No, you take this. No, no, I want to honor you and give you this. No, no, I want to honor you and give you this. I want to do this and then you do this and you get this. How many of you know God made a way in the midst of everything that was going on? Jacob was in fear and then God restored a relationship. Come on, somebody. Say God's got a way. God's got a way. God's way is this. God's way is a way through God's way is a way through God's way is a way through say it with me God's way is a way through God's way is a way if you're going through hell don't stand there and look around go ahead go ahead go ahead go ahead don't stop go ahead God has a way a way through Let me give you a couple other examples. Not only did he provide for Abraham and his family, that was Abraham. He had provision. 
Jacob and relationships, and he restored his relationship with the Esau. What about Joseph in the pit? He was thrown in the pit, and then he was sold, and then then he was thrown in jail, and then God made a way for, for the nation of Israel. Come on, somebody. He made a way. God's got a way. How about Nehemiah? Nehemiah had a way, and he wanted to rebuild the wall, and God used the government to help pay for it. Not only used the government, but armies of other kings and other areas to be able to help him build the wall in Jerusalem. How about Esther? God has a way. What about Esther? Don't you remember Esther? She was positioned in a place to protect the Jewish nation from extinction. I'm telling you, the Jewish nation was to be extinct if Haman had his had his way. But he was hung on the gallows. But God has a way. God has a way, just like he did Moses through the parting sea. And he drowned the, the, the Egyptians behind them, the army behind him. God has a way through those different things. How about Ruth? Ruth's life was hurt. It was destroyed. She was broken. She hooked, she hooked up with Naomi and Ruth. God found a way. There was Boaz, the kinsman redeemer, and brought her back in to relationship with the family. How about Daniel and the lion's den? God's got a way. He was praying and he wasn't going to bow down to Nebuchadnezzar. He wasn't going to bow down to those things. He was thrown in the lion's den, but God has a way. How about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the middle of the fire? Things were not good. It didn't look good. Heat it up even 10, 12, 50, 100 times hotter. Throw them in. God has got a way. He made a way for Daniel and the lion's den. He made a way for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He made a way for Esther. He made a way for Nehemiah. Come on. Say, God's got a way. God has got a way. What about Elijah and the prophets of Baal? Man, God got a way. Elijah sliced and diced, and he wiped out a bunch of prophets of Baal. How about the woman at Zarephath who had the oil and the flour and Elijah showed up and in the midst of the oil and the flour, God has a way. It didn't run dry. I'm here to tell you, God has got a way in our situation. What about Rahab? He took a harlot, a prostitute, saved the spies in Jericho and then God saved Rahab's family in Jericho when the destruction came. God has got a way. How about Gideon when he overcame 120,000 with a 300 men troop. God has got a way. There are more for you than are against you. God has got a way in your situation. Hallelujah. God's got a way. God has got a way. How about Samson when he killed a, 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 a thousand men with the jawbone of a donkey? A donkey. Donkey. God's got a way. How about Samuel when he heard the voice of God? As a young boy, and he thought it was the Lord, and he went to Eli, and Eli said, just say, yes, Lord, I'm listening. That's a word for somebody here today. You might be like that. You may be in that situation. You're saying, I'm not hearing from the Lord, and just begin to say, yes, Lord, I'm listening. And God used Samuel as an amazing prophet, and he anointed David, and, and, and he anointed others. And I'm telling you, God has got a way. How about David himself? Man, the Bible calls him a, a man after God's own heart. And he, he, he prepared him with the, with the lion and the bear. And he prepared him to overtake Goliath. Some of you got some Goliaths in your life. And I'm here to tell you that God's got a way. God has got a way. Oh, are you hearing me today? Wake up and hear me today. I'm here to say that God has got a way today. He's got a way through that situation. He's got a way through those things today. Well, those are all Old Testament, Eric. What about some New Testament? I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked. 
What about Mary of Bethany? We talked about her. God delivered her from, from seven demons. Wouldn't that be nice? You, you have a well-known reputation. What's your reputation? Hi, I'm Mary from Bethany. Oh yeah, you're the one that God delivered seven demons out of. You were demon possessed, but how many of you know God's got away? Come on, I want those demons to be gone just like you want them to be gone. Come on. But God has got a way. He's got a way through deliverance. He's got a way of healing. He's got a way of bringing things to pass. He's got a way of bringing his word. God has got a way. Tell somebody God's got a way. How about the woman with the issue of blood? I'm just going to touch base on a few of them just for a few more minutes. What about the woman with the issue of blood? She was like, I spent all my money. I did everything I can when we were in Africa. When we were in Africa, the man got up and he testified about having his sight restored. And he'd said he'd been to the doctors. He had been to Rome and went to some of the greatest uh, physicians in Rome. And they couldn't heal his blindness. But God has a way. God has a way. He has a way in what you're going through. He has a way in the situations in your life. He has a way to help your parent kids. He has a way to understand things that you may not understand. God has got a way. The woman... The woman with the issue of blood found that God had a way. How about the person that was healed of, of leprosy, the leper, and there was 10 of them, and he came back to thank Jesus, say God's got a way. How about blind Bartimaeus? I preached a message. Who do you call blind Bartimaeus after he's got his sight back? His name can't be blind Bartimaeus anymore, you know, but God's got a way. He cried out. Son of David, have mercy on me. How about Zacchaeus when he climbed up in the tree and Jesus looked at him and said, I'm going to your house, Zach. You better get some things ready. I'm coming for some chicken and biscuits. And Zacchaeus met God. And he said, look, all that I've given, all that I've given, I'm gonna, uh, that I've done, if I've wronged anybody, I'm going to pay him back fourfold. He said, I'm going to give half of what I got to the poor because God has got a way. Somebody say God's got a way. God has got a way. When you begin to look at these things and you begin to see the salvation of the woman at the well when she came and met Jesus and Jesus prophesied to her and he said something about the women. He said, how many men you with? He said, well, the man you're with now right now is not your husband. You've had five. How many of you know she met God? She got salvation. Not only that, she became an evangelist because she went back to town and then brought a whole the whole town back out to the well to meet Jesus. Somebody say, God has got a way. God has got a way. Tell your neighbor God's got a way. I got one here. I got one here I want to share with you before we, before we finish up. Do you guys remember Simeon? Simeon believed God that he would see the Messiah before he died. And he came to, to Jerusalem and saw Jesus, the Messiah, before he died. Maybe there's some things that you're believing God for that you want to be able to see before you go home and be with the Lord. Come on, somebody. But I'm telling you, you're going to begin to see those things. You're going to begin to see those things begin to manifest just like it. He believed he would see the Lord, and he did. Can I get an amen? How about the beggar at the gate called beautiful? When Peter and, and, and James or Peter and John went by, and, and it was like uh, he was asking for alms. And they said, silver and gold, I don't have, but in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. How many of you know he was expecting something? 
Some of us have quit expecting what God's going to do. But let's begin to start expecting that God's going to do something in our life. Let's begin to start expecting that, that he's going to begin to move in a situation. Let's begin to start expecting that things are going to begin to happen. Let's begin to start expecting that something's going to change in that situation. Let's begin to expect something from that. When you expect for something, he was expected for something. And how many you know they gave him something greater than what he was expecting for? Say God's got a way. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. He's got a way. He's got a way. You know, there was a, what was said today was we were searching for answers that only you provide. It was sung in a song today. Searching for answers that only you provide. You can provide. There's times where we've just got to let go. There's times where we've just got to let let God have it. There's times where you just got to begin to release it to him. There's times where you just, I'm telling you about some of these people because you've got to know that the Bible is true. It's inerrant, not many mistakes in that thing. You can go through the chapter of faith, but I want us to go. You could go through the Bible. This is just some of them. What about Saul on the road to Damascus where he met Christ? Maybe some of you need to have a Damascus Road experience and it will begin to change your life. It will begin to shift. It will begin to change some things. Maybe you got to know that, hey, God, you got a way through this wilderness. You got a way. I mean, it, it knocked him off the horse. It knocked him down. He was what well, we call it slain in the spirit. <laughs> what happened? His eyes were, were covered. He had, he had, he had scales on his eyes. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, is that you, Lord, per- persecuting me? Why, why are you persecuting me? I'm going to tell you, there's scales that are going to be lifted off people's eyes. You've been praying for, you've been believing for, you've been be- declaring and decreeing and standing that God has got away. I don't know what I'm going to do with that person. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I don't know when they're going to straighten up. I'm here to tell you, they may not get it yet, but they're going to get it someday. Come on, somebody, because God has got away. God has got away. Tell somebody God has got away. Tell somebody else God's got away. What do we preach about today? God's got away. God's got away. Susan, I was, I saw you go back and I didn't see you come all the way through. And I was like, where's she going? What's she doing? I want to have Susan come on up and play. Think about this. I can give you time after time, person after person. What about Peter and James and John? What about the fishermen when they were fishing all night and they didn't have nothing? And they were like, you know, God says, well, you know, if you'll just put it out over on the other side. And they were like, look, you don't understand. Look, Linda, I'm sorry. You smart and educated and all that other stuff, but I've been out here all night long and ain't nothing happened. That's why we would be today. Sorry, buddy. I've been out there all night long. I've been there. I've done that. and ain't nothing happening. Right? And we'd be stubborn. And he was like, throw it again. He throw it again and got a, a boat sinking, net breaking load. Come on, somebody that helped funded the entire ministry for many years to come. Come on, somebody. Say God has got away. God has got a way. What is it that you're fighting today? What is it that you're dealing with today? I'm going to ask you just to stand this morning. What is it that's going on in your life? What are you up against? We can talk about the economy and how bad it is. We can talk about life and how difficult it is. But I'm here to tell you, life is difficult. And there are some issues and there are some challenges. But in the middle of that life, there is Jesus who said, I'm going to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. Or I'm going to make a way in the wilderness. Jesus came, shed his blood, and and rose again and seated at the right hand of the father ever seating for us right now because he knows of what you're going through he knows of what you're going through 
He knows of what's going on in there. He knows of what's taking place. He knows of those issues, those, those situations, those circumstances. He knows the battle that you're up against. Do I get in for God? Do I not get in for God? Am I all in? Am I not all in? Let me go today and see if they'll say anything nice. If they'll do it this way or if it's done this way or could be done this way or should have been done that way or what about this and maybe I should do this and if I didn't do this and then I made a mistake, I sinned, I had a bad thought, something happened in my life, there was a tragedy, there was something. I know that. I know that God's wanting to bring healing. He's wanting to bring strength in the middle of that. He's wanting to bring it. Now, he's not going to ever wipe away the thoughts and the ideas of sometimes of some issues that are in your life, but he's not going to let those continue to hold you back. It's only going to hold you back if you let it hold you back. You got to be an overcomer. You got to have the mind of Christ. You are more than a conqueror. I'm just telling you what the word of God says, that I am more than a conqueror, that when I get knocked down, I get back up. When I take a, I'm going to be like Timex. I'm going to take a licking and keep on ticking. Come on, somebody. I'm going to be like, I don't know if y'all box with the money machine or whatever that guy is, Wayne Metherford or whatever his name is. But I'm here to tell you what, here's, here's what I know. The dude can box. He can box. What about other people? What about other situations? Well, let's look at them. I could go through uh, 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 Hebrews 11 and talk about the people of faith. But man, if you aren't going to get what we got right here today with these people right here, you got to know that God's going to make a way. Whether it's relationships that need to be restored, whether it's family members that need to be restored, whether it's provision and protection and all of those things that are there. Maybe you've had loss in your life. Maybe you've dealt with issues in your life and that pain is still there. God has got a way to get over that pain. God has got a way. Let me pray for you today. Just put your hand on your heart today. Father, you are people here today. We're all submitting those things. What is it that you just need to submit to him today? You, you guess what? He's going to, he's got a way through it. God's way. It's God's way. God's way. God's way through it God's way through it God's way is always to bring you through it not to leave you there not to make fun of you while you're there not to just say you know what this is just the way it is you are just going to have to stay there forever God has a way through this maybe there's a dry place in your life maybe there's a dry thing in your life maybe there's something that God says I need to begin to breathe on maybe there's dry bones that he needs to begin to resurrect Maybe there's situations in your life that you need to bury and walk away with it and leave it there. Maybe that's you. Maybe those are those things right now. God, you got a way right now. Help us. Help us see today. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we've got to, you've got, you've got to make a way. You got to give that to him today. Maybe you're here today and you, you're not sure what to do or how to do it. We want to pray for you today. Maybe you're here today and you're saying, you know what? I just need a touch from you, God. Maybe you're here today and said, you know what? Or listening by online, listening to us. And, and you're just saying, you know what? I have been defeated, but now it's time for you to get back up. It's time for you to get back up. Maybe you're waiting on somebody to say, it's time. I'm here to tell you, it's time. Get up, 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 get up. Joshua mourned over the, the death of Moses and he said, oh man, he's gone now. And God looked at him and said, are you done, Josh? Because it's time for you to get up and take these Israelites into the promised land. God's got a way. He's ready for you to step out today. God's got a way today. God's got a way today. Begin to step into what he has for you today. If you're here today and you just need prayer, we're going to have time of prayer right after I close. 
God's got a way. What situation is that? What situation you need to apply and say, look, I'm putting Samson on this situation. I'm, I'm putting the principles of Gideon on this simple situation. Some of you are looking at things so bad and you look, it's kind of like Elijah went out and, 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 uh, and Gehazi or the servant went out and looked and he was, he said, look, he said, man, there's more coming against us than there is for us. He said, go look again. And all of a sudden the angels, his eyes opened and the angels of the Lord and he came back in. I bet he was excited and he was like, man, there's a whole lot more out there. There's a whole lot more for us than there is against us. God is for you. He's not against you. God is for you. He's not against you. Just give your life to him today. Reconnect to him today. Father, we just thank you that you're going to make a way in the midst of what we're going through. We can talk about all the tragedies of this world, the situations. They're real to us. Be with us right now. Show us what that way is, and we'll walk that out. I declare strength. I declare wisdom. I declare revelation over your life in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Can we give the Lord a mighty praise offering today? He's got a way. He's got a way. Hey, tomorrow somebody needs to know that God's got a way. Listen, we have prayer for you. We bless you. Go forth in his power and his might. Come let us pray for you today. Go forth. We love you. We bless you. Go forth in his power and his might. God bless.